Welcome to the Mindset, Magic, and Manifestation Podcast hosted by me, Michaela J. Get ready to dive into an action-packed, bougie-based, and spiritually guided experience on all things manifesting your next level lux life. Let's go. Hey guys, welcome back to the Mindset, Magic, and Manifestation Podcast with your girl. It is I, the Michaela J, teaching you how to manifest your next level lux life. Let's go. Another week, another brilliant episode. And this week's episode is actually a full Q&A of all of your questions. So if you're not following me on Instagram, I'm at the Michaela J, uh, and that's always linked in the show notes so you know the right spelling. And I like to do little Q&A boxes on my stories from time to time and compile all of your answers together to do a little Q&A episode. So today's, we're going to be talking about rituals. We're going to be talking about manifesting. We're going to be talking about some mindset shifts and then just some personal questions you guys ask me about myself. It's going to be really, really good. This is going to be like a gold mine, mine episode. So good. But before we jump in, we have some fun life updates and a really exciting sponsor of the week. Let's start with our life updates. Right now, I am actually negotiating to sign with a podcast network and get a podcast manager, and I am so freaking thrilled. This is something I have been manifesting for a long time. I always knew that I wanted my show to sign with a network, and I wanted to have a manager to deal with all of the brand deals and the ads and different things. We could bring you guys some really cool sponsors that I think you would resonate with, and that is finally being negotiated and signed, sealed, delivered this week. So I'm so excited about this. Um, it's going to be, it just feels really crazy. It's one of those things where it's like, I've been manifesting this for so long that now that it's here, it's kind of like, oh yeah, duh, of course. Like a part of me is super excited, of course. And the other part of me is like, well, obviously like this is the most natural thing to happen. So that's a really exciting update. Um, on the other side of things, With my personal life, I have been just like socializing so much more recently. And I know I've talked about this a lot in my life updates the past month, but I've just been like going out and saying yes to more invitations. Now that we're starting summer, there's more parties. I went to like, oh, I dropped my crystal. Um, I went to a pride party this weekend and just any invite I get, basically, I've just been saying yes to, to like get out of my comfort zone, get out of the house more, do all the things. So how do I balance socializing and my energy. Because if you don't know this, I am an extroverted introvert. I recharge alone. I love being alone. I could be alone for months at a time and not get lonely, not get sad and be totally okay. Um, But I'm very talkative. So that's why I'm like the extroverted side of an introvert. And when I know I'm going to be socializing a lot, especially over the weekends, what I do is I have one night to myself. So this past weekend, I went out Saturday night and I was out all day on Sunday for pride parade and party and stuff. So Friday night, I spent the whole night alone. I just laid in bed, ate pasta, watched Netflix, did my own thing. And same thing as Saturday during the day. I think I went grocery shopping and ran some errands and just like went to the gym and did my own thing, cleaned up my room before I went out. So one thing that's very important to me is creating as much balance in your life as you can, right? Sometimes balance isn't always, sometimes it's not always doable, but it's our job to do what we can with what we have. So anyways, I like to prioritize balance. And if I know I'm going to socialize, I know I'm going to need equal as much time alone. And this is like outside of social media. This is outside of talking to people. This is literally like going for walks solo, listening to music, taking a nap, doing my meditations, uh, and just really planning in advance to have that quality time with myself. So if you're like me and you're an introvert and you know in the summer that things are going to start picking up, make sure you're equally prioritizing your self-care, time alone, and recharging your battery. Because if you're not recharged and you're going to all these events and seeing all these people, you're not going to show up as your best self. You know, and I even noticed this myself. I said yes to go do something with somebody. And the whole time I was there, I was just like slightly irritable, not with them and not because of anything that was happening. I was just like, I was just tired. And I honestly should have stayed home and stayed by myself. So you always want to show up in your best energy as your best self. How you're going to do that is prioritizing solo time. Uh, And with that, my current thoughts on drinking, I thought I would just give you guys an update on this. So I have an episode all about is drinking spiritual? How do I feel about it? And 
I don't think that drinking is or is not spiritual. It's whatever you make of it and your intention behind it. But right now I'm just like so turned off by the idea of drinking. Alcohol makes me feel ugh. Um, And it's just not really supporting the goals that I'm going after at the moment. So I'm going to be a dry sister for a while which I kind of love. I'm always in better shape when I'm not drinking because it's a lot of extra calories and stuff that I don't really need. I love when I'm sober. I just get to save so much energy and time, you know, because after a night out of drinking, you are usually up super late. Like if you're in LA and you go out drinking, you're up till four or 6 a.m. So it's like, if I'm not going to get drunk, I'm going to get back in bed by like two and I'm going to be able to wake up in the morning and start my day and not have a hangover. So my thoughts on drinking right now is I'm just going to kind of slow that roll. It's not really a vibe. Um, my body was very taken out this weekend with drinking two days in a row. Not the mood for me right now, but, but not to say that drinking's good or bad or you should stop drinking or anything. That's just kind of where I'm at with that. I rather focus my energy on different things than drinking. So, and then the last little life update, I feel like I have so many different thoughts I want to share with you this week is I am currently prepping to do a really fun certification. Now, this is something my trainer and I have been talking about for months and months and months that I was kind of hinting at and that he was hinting at that he thinks I should do. And I'm finally pulling the trigger and I'm going to do it. I'm getting certified to teach kettlebell workouts. So I'm really, really pumped about this. We have to prep. I think my trainer said we're going to be prepping for this for about six to eight weeks so I can be ready when I walk into the weekend to get certified. But I'm super excited because once I get certified, I can start programming workouts and we can do a whole program on like mindset and fitness and body stuff and workouts and tie it all together. I don't like to teach the workouts and the health side of things because I don't have those certifications. So I'm very excited to have that, like have my little, my little piece of paper and get to help you guys in that aspect. Because a lot of you ask for my workouts and you ask about like the health stuff since that's super important to me. So I'm really, really happy to announce I'm going to be getting certified and all the fitness content will be coming. I cannot wait. So those are my life updates for the moment, my little thoughts and things that I want to share with you. Before we dive into the episode, we have a very exciting sponsor of the week. She's being reinvented. She is being brought to you for your hot heeled girl summer. <gasps> Drum roll, please. <laughs> MMM method is opening up for enrollment. The Mindset Magic and Manifestation Method is my signature manifestation program, A to Z, all things redefining your mindset to make manifestation super easy. And this round is going to be a group coaching round. So I am so thrilled about this. This is my four-month online program. You're basically getting certified to be a manifestation expert after this program. And with this round being the group coaching version, you get bi-weekly group coaching calls with me to ask any questions that you have, get advice, get feedback, how I can help you walk through any resistance that you are feeling. It's going to be so epic. And I just have this theme of my life right now where we're walking into like a hot healed girl summer. And I personally have been going back through this program and reprogramming my mindset and just doing a little upgrade and making tweaks in my belief system systems and things. Uh, and I think it would be really cool to do that with you guys and help you heal some of your shit because you can totally go through the program on your own. And I've sold it, um, as like a self-study for quite a while now, but I'm ready to get in there. I'm ready to dig into your brain, pull out all the limiting beliefs and reinvent them. You can pay in full. There's a payment plan. You can also pay later with PayPal and make payments to that as you please, if you get approved for that. Uh, but I will have the link with all of the info in the show notes. And if you can't get that link, just shoot me a message over on Instagram. I am so freaking excited about this. This is the program that changed my life. It's the very first program I ever created. I always update it. I always upgrade it. There's always new trainings. And the fact that it's going to be group coaching vibes this time is going to be so amazing. And one of the closest ways that you can chat with me and get my hands in your brain, basically. So shoot me a message on Insta if you are interested or the info is in the show notes, of course. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. 
Okay, so I categorize all you guys' questions into four different sections, rituals, manifesting mindset, and me, because they're like some personal questions about myself. And there's only one in rituals, so we're going to start there. Somebody asked, what daily habits should they have to cultivate the divine, feminine, and masculine energies? This is something I love and I talk about with all of my clients, so I'm very happy to share here. I run my life in a teeter-totter from the masculine and the feminine. Basically, I sandwich them together all day with my actions. So I'll do one action that is a feminine action, and then I'll take one action that's a masculine one, and I go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth all day because that's the best way I can stay balanced. So for example, I wake up in the morning and maybe I do a meditation. So that's going to be like a feminine flow thing. And then I go to the gym and I lift heavy. That might be like a masculine energy. And then I go home and I take a nice long shower with essential oils. That's like a feminine thing. And I like get ready and do my makeup. And then I do a work task. So that's going to be the masculine. So for me, it's less about like specific habits, but it's more so about going back and forth in between the two things. So what I would suggest is writing down ideas of what are feminine tasks or feminine feelings or feminine vibes for you and what are the masculine tasks, the masculine feelings, the masculine vibes, and how can you go back and forth all day. Doing this has significantly helped me stop burning out because I'm naturally a very masculine person, like big Capricorn energy and I love to work and I just, I just have that like masculine, I'm going to get shit done. I'm going to figure things out. So I have to very carefully and intentionally cultivate bringing the feminine vibes in uh, or else I get burnt out because I will just work myself into the ground. So doing this teeter totter, this back and forth is exactly what I have done to balance out those energies. Okay. Manifesting. We have a couple different questions in our manifesting category. The first one is how to speed up your manifestations. And if I have any hacks for this, when it comes to speeding up your manifestations, there's two things I'm going to say about this. One, it's all energy. You are always going to attract when you are on the vibrational level of. So you have to take notice of what's your general vibe at any point. What feeling are you inhibiting the most? Are you consistently frustrated? Are you consistently happy? Are you consistently free? Are you consistently confused? Like where has your energy been the most frequently? Because that's what you're calling into your life. So if you want to speed up your manifestations, you have to look at that and then you have to ask yourself, okay, how would I feel if this manifestation was in my life right now? I would feel free. I would feel relieved. I would feel excited. I would feel like, holy shit. I would feel like, of course. I would feel like, duh. So if your consistent vibration's confused, obviously you're not going to be manifesting all of the things that you want in your life because you're not on that same vibrational level. So my first tip with this would be to figure out how you can be on that vibrational level. And the easiest way is to assume those feelings and take action in those feelings and do everything you need to do to feel that way, whether it's visualization, taking action, uh, making changes in your life, whatever. You need to be on that vibrational level. And the second bit of it, of speeding up your manifestations, is really tapping into inspired action. Not just any and all action, inspired action. Because I like to think about it this way. We have our ancestors and our spirit guides and other vibrational beings in our spirit team watching over us at all times. And I like to think of earth as like a maze. So we're in this maze and we're turning right, we're turning left, and we're like guessing our way through. But our spirit team, they can see the way to the finish line because they are in a dimension above us. So if we were to listen to them directing us out of the maze, we would get out of the maze a lot fucking faster. (laughs) And that's why I want you to think about your manifestations and aligned action. If you tapped into your spirit team, if you tapped into your intuition, whatever you believe in, and you ask yourself, what do I feel inspired to do to create this and take action on those things, it's going to be created a lot faster versus you being like, what What are all of the possible things that I could do right now to make this happen? Because that comes from more of like a sticky, resistance, lack-based, desperate energy. 
I hope you can tell the difference there. One is channeled, it's divine, it's centered. What do I feel excited to do to create this? What do I feel inspired to do to create this? That's going to come from a more flow-based state. Again, coming back to the vibrational thing, more of that vibrational space you need to be in to receive versus like a, what are all the action steps I could take right now to make this happen? That's going to be a little bit more desperate, clingy, confused, not aligned energy for that manifestation. So if you want to speed up your manifestations, two things. One, make sure you're in the vibration that you would be in when receiving. And two, step into that inspired action state, not just a random any and anything kind of action. Our next manifestation question is how to get clear on your goals when you are unsure what you want. So I have actually recently been feeling this way where it's like I've always been very, very clear about the things I want in my life, but I'm at a point where some of those are changing and some of my interests are changing. And so I've found myself a little bit more confused than usual. So I relate to this. And what I have done to clear up that confusion state is look at the areas of my life that I'm not happy with right now and take inventory of them and be like, okay, what's going on here that I don't like? Why do I not like that? And then flip it. I always ask my friends this and they get so annoyed with me, but I always ask them, in a perfect world, what do you want? In a perfect world, how does this play out? In a perfect world, what would happen? So you have to look at these areas of your life you're unhappy with and the things you want to change and then ask yourself, in a perfect world, how would I rearrange this? In a perfect world, what would this actually look like? And that right there will set you up with all of your new goals because you see, okay, this is what I would prefer. So the goal is achieving that. The goal is making that perfect world vision your real life vision. That's how I get clear on my goals when I'm not sure what I want is I just flip around the things that are going on in my life. And of course, there'll be other goals that we have that aren't based off of changing things in our life. It might be something totally new and different, but if you don't know what your vision is there right now, this would be a good place to start. This next question I really love, and it's what would you do if you've wanted something for years and it still hasn't happened yet? Now, I love the language here because it still hasn't happened yet. Everything for me in my life is a yet. I hold the firm belief, like this isn't even an affirmation. This is a firm belief in my brain, cemented in my subconscious that I always get what I want. And so I look at all of my manifestations as have they happened or have they not happened yet? Always keep that open-ended. Just because something doesn't manifest in the time frame you expected it to does not mean that you don't get to have that. I do believe in divine timing. I do believe when you're in vibrational alignment, that will snap in in the most perfect way possible. But a lot of times our manifestations come in different ways and at different times than we expect but it's in the most perfect, beautiful way, right? Going back to my example of like the maze, we can't always see what's gonna be around the next corner, but our spirit team can, but vibrational beings can, but the universe can tell what we can and can't handle and what is right for right now. And it always comes in a this or something better kind of way. Now to answer your question, what would you do if you've wanted it for years and it still hasn't happened? I would bring in an element of detachment. Now, I did this with my Range Rover, and it ended up being the easiest manifestation for me. If you guys are an OG listener of the podcast or you've listened through all of the fucking episodes, you guys know my dream car forever and ever and ever was a white Range Rover with black rims, black tinted windows, and black interior. And that's exactly what I drive today. Now, I when I lived in Nebraska, not a lot of people had Range Rovers. So every time I saw one, it was like my little sign from the universe. And I wanted one so badly. Now, I've known this about myself. For years, I wanted this Range Rover. I declared that that was the Range Rover I wanted when I was like 15 years old. But what was different is I detached from a timeline. You know, I decided that when I was 15 and then I drove a Ford Fusion for a really long time and then I ended up getting my Tesla first and I didn't get the Range Rover until February of this year. But I didn't care under what circumstances or what timeline that was going to occur. And because I felt detached in that way where I wasn't like, it needs to happen this year at this time in this way, 
it was very simple and very easy. Somebody had hit my Tesla. I got a huge insurance check because they totaled my car. I got to use that check to buy the new car and everything was super seamless. Went to the dealership, test drove it, took it home that night, paid my deposit. Everything was good to go. Was so simple because I was detached. So whatever this thing is that you've been wanting for years that hasn't happened yet, detach from it. Allow yourself to be open to that happening in different ways than expected. Allow yourself to be open to that happening on a different timeline than you are pressuring yourself and your energy in the universe into. So that's the first thing I would do is, and what that process is, is taking your desire off a pedestal. We have all these desires. And so now my next dream car is I really want a Lamborghini truck. Um, it's like the SUV version of the Lamborghini. They're super cute. I see them in LA all the time and I'm like, oh my God, I want one. But I take it off the pedestal. I make it no big deal. I say, okay, I want a Lambo truck and this is the color and this is the type and this is what I want and I want to buy it. I don't want to lease it and this, this, this and that, right? And I say, okay, that's what I'm going to get. And I don't put a timeline on it and I don't put any pressure on it and I don't put it on a pedestal of like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm going to buy, one day I'm going to buy this quarter of a million dollar car. Oh my God, it's going to be so cool and I'm going to feel so rich and blah, blah, blah. Like I don't look at it that way. It's like, if this is a desire I have and I get to have that because I always get what I want and I'm going to have that. When we put it on the pedestal, we create a lot of resistance of like, holy shit, this is a big deal and this is something I want and I want it bad and now that's resistance. And things will always come in the path of least resistance. They will always come in the easiest way, in the most divine way. So you need to be in the energy of, duh, of course, I get to have what I want. It's going to come. It's not a question of, is it coming? It's a question of, when is it coming? And how can I get aligned for that moment? And just relaxing. So that's what I would do. I would start to detach. I would take off the pressure, make it no big fucking deal, and remind yourself every single day that you always get what you want. Our next manifestation question is how can I manifest meaning amazing people? And I actually talked about this on my Instagram story a couple of days ago. My biggest tip, trick, hack, whatever for meeting people that are aligned with you is I have two things. One, it's be that person yourself. And two, put yourself in environments those people would be in. So let's break this down. If you want to meet amazing people, get clear on what, what that even means. Like, what is your dream man? What is your dream woman like? What is your dream best friend like? If you had a, like the best friend group, like your dream friend group, what's the vibe there? What kind of people are they? And I'm not talking about like looks and stupid shit like that. I'm talking about like, what are their personality traits? What do they value? For me, my two biggest values in life are hyper self-awareness and respect. So amazing people to me would be people who have a high level of respect for themselves, for others, for things, for, you know, everything, just they carry themselves with respect and they're very self-aware and they're aware of what's going on around them. They're aware of what's going on inside of their head. And so it's my job for me to be that way first, because you're going to attract what you are and that's the vibration you're going to be in. So if I respect myself and I respect others and I respect the things around me, I'm going to attract other respectful people. If I am hyper self-aware about myself, my tendencies, my patterns, my, you know, all these things, then I'm going to attract people who are also self-aware simply because that's the energy that I'm in. And then the action piece of this is putting yourself in environments where you're going to meet those people. I met my best friend, Sarah, here in LA on Bumble BFF. And I was very specific in my profile, the kind of girl that I, girls that I wanted to meet, kind of friends I wanted to have. And even when Sarah and I hung out for the very first time, we made sure to make plans that like aligned to the type of friend we wanted to have. So we both love coffee. So we were like, let's grab a coffee. And I like being active uh, and I love the beach. So I was like, let's grab a coffee and go for a beach walk. And then we got there and we talked about past lives the whole time and like all this shit. So it just like was perfectly aligned because I was being that version of myself and I was putting myself in environments where I could meet these people. And I was specific about the kind of people I wanted to meet and what I wanted to do. And we became best friends after that. It's the same thing when it comes to like dating. It's like, if you want to meet your partner, you need to be the ideal partner for yourself 
and feel whole in that and then go seek seek out a person, put yourself in an environment where you'd want to meet them. Like if you don't want a party partner, then don't go to the club expecting to meet the love of your life, right? If you want somebody who's maybe like intellectual, maybe you're going to meet them at a bookstore. Maybe they're going to be working at a coffee shop. Maybe, you know, who knows? If you want somebody who's active, maybe you're going to meet them at the gym. Maybe you're going to meet them on a hot girl walk. Maybe you're going to meet them at the beach. Or maybe you're going to meet them at like a yoga event. Who knows? Put yourself in those environments where you could meet those people. The most important part is being that version of you first, because that version of you is what's going to be in, is who is going to be in vibrational alignment for those other people. Okay, let's move into our mindset category. Someone asked me, how do you keep from falling into the same old cycles like sadness, anger, and insecurity? I love this question. So first of all, it starts with awareness. You need to be aware of what your cycles are and why that happens. I always go back to looking at childhood trauma. When did I form this? Who was projecting an example of this pattern or cycle? You know, growing up, my mom took a lot of naps. So when I want to like tap out of things, I'll like be like, okay, never mind. I'm just going to go like take a nap and deal with this later, right? I recognize where that came from. And so now I can notice that, right? So this is what it's about. It's awareness, know where it comes from, know what created that pattern, and then make a different decision in those moments. So for example, I will get overwhelmed with something and I will instantly think, okay, let's go take a nap. And then I stop myself and I ask, is this a love or a lack-based decision? This is how I break these old patterns. Is this a love or lack-based decision? If it's a lack-based decision, That means I'm overwhelmed, so I want to avoid it because it's giving me anxiety, and so I'm going to go to sleep and avoid that and deal with it later. When you do that, it makes you more anxious, and I know that. So I'm like, okay, well, that's a lack-based decision because it's just me avoiding dealing with it, and it's going to make me feel worse. So what's the loving decision here? It would be dealing with what I'm overwhelmed with right now. And these old cycles we have, sadness, anger, avoidancy, insecurity, they are thought patterns that we are literally addicted to because they're habits. It's a habit for us to think these things. When I get overwhelmed, my brain's instantly triggered into, okay, we should take a nap. We should go do this. We should go do that to avoid dealing with this. It's a habit. So what we have to do is break that habit in our brain. We have to break that neural pathway. And the way to start doing that is is a love or lack-based decision and then make a different choice. It is a very conscious change you have to make. It is exhausting breaking these cycles. I'm not going to lie. It's very tiring because it's heavy on your brain. You were saving so much brain power before by just repeating the same cycle over and over and over again, right? That's why we build habits because it saves us brain space. So you're going to be exhausted while doing this. You're going to have to be very intentional and conscious, but it's so worth it in the end when you stop avoiding your shit, you stop getting insecure, you stop being angry about things, right? You break those old patterns. Now there are more, there's more depth that we can go into this with like healing. So you can fully break away from the old identity. And that process I teach inside of MMM method, my program that is sponsoring this episode. So if you're interested in that, jump in that program. Next mindset question is, what are my mindset tips for a health struggle? How to keep moving forward and stop comparing? This is interesting because while I haven't had like a health struggle, I did have this excuse I used to put in my brain for the longest time of the comparison because I'm vegan. So I knew the type of physique that I wanted um, from working out and from weightlifting, and that's exactly how I look right now, manifested, boom. Uh, But I created this story in my head for a very, very long time that I couldn't look this way because I was vegan and I wasn't able to do like the chicken rice broccoli situation or like the fucking baked salmon like all the fitness girls were doing for the longest time. I'm like, I'm just, I'm never going to look as ripped as them because they're eating um, this super clean, high protein diet. And as a vegan, like you can still eat super clean, high protein, but it's just not the same. And so I always compared myself to them and I was like, oh, I want to look like that, but I can never look like that because I'm vegan and blah, 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 blah. Here's the thing. When I stopped looking around and asking how can I look like them? 
how can I do something like them? When I stopped doing all that shit and I stopped doubting that I could do that and that I could look like that, that is when the change started to happen. I noticed my body really start to change in my health and fitness journey when I just put my fucking head down and I just took the action that I felt inspired to take. So that was changing my workout program to working out like four to five times a week. And now I've bumped that up to five to six times a week. That was changing how much I rested. That was changing how much water I was drinking. That was eating foods that I felt would fuel my body and focusing on like getting more protein myself. It was all when I stopped asking these silly questions that were limiting myself. I'd be like, oh, well, how can I look like that when I'm not eating chicken? So I stopped asking that question and I just started doing the things that I could do. I just started doing the things that were in my control because at the end of the day, it's like, okay, well, if you want to do that, then like eat like they do. And I didn't want to do that. So I had to kind of draw the line in the sand, give myself a little loving slap and be like, okay, well, if you're not going to do that, then stop whining and complaining about not looking like them. Right. And just do the things that you know to do. So that's been my biggest tip is to stop. It's really an overthinking problem. We start to overthink and we look around because we're feeling insecure about ourselves. And we're like, I want to look like that. And I, why can't my health be as good as that? And why am I running into these issues? And everybody else feels happy and hunky-dory and blah, 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 blah. Overthinking. Stop overthinking. And my biggest tip for this is when you start to go on that spiral, cut off the thoughts. And this is a lot easier said than done to just stop thinking, but you just have to cut off the thoughts. And how I do this is I will stare at the wall, like a blank white wall, and I will just get lost in staring at the wall until I have no thoughts. And it's just me staring at a fucking wall. That is really how things started to change with my health. I stopped asking these silly comparison questions and looking around and wanting to say, woe is me, blah, 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 making excuses. And I just started doing the things I knew to do and stopped caring about what was going on around me. The inner work I did during this time was just reprogramming what I knew to be true about my health. So I wrote down new affirmations that I wanted to be true. I wrote down new belief systems I wanted to adapt to when it came to health, fitness, wellness, all the things. And I would just repeat those affirmations to myself, whether you say them aloud, whether you're writing them down, whether you're thinking them. I really focused on shifting my mindset and keeping my eyes focused on what I want. Wanted, rather than being distracted and spiraling and comparing. So it's again, this is like you have to break yourself out of the old cycle, the question just before this, because comparing and looking around, it's just a habit that we have. You know, I think that's something that we were taught in school was like, who's number one in the class and who got the best grade and who is line leader. It's like, it makes us all compare ourselves to each other and grade averages and everything. And so it's a habit for us to compare to other people, but we don't have to have that habit. We can choose to break that cycle. It's just about redirecting your mindset so that does not happen. So again, basically what I did is I stopped asking these silly questions or making these excuses. I can't look like that because of X, Y, and Z. I changed that belief system and I just worked on the things that I could control and that I could do. And kind of similar to what we were talking about in the manifesting section was like, I put less pressure on an outcome in a specific time. And I just reaffirmed, I always get what I want. I always get what I want. I always get my desires. And that's what I know to be true. So I'm just going to keep taking action. And eventually, I'm going to get what I want. Next mindset question is how to get rid of control, bad body image, fear, anxiety, all of the things. So basically, all of the shadows that you're being faced with in your life, how do we get rid of them? Now, I have a really epic shadow work course called Sexy Bitch Shadows that you guys can jump in, do self-study. It is four weeks of training and uh, 30 days of journal prompts around shadow work. It's such a good program. And if you guys want in, you can just message me over on Instagram and I will send you the link to jump into that. But shadow work, shadow work, shadow work, rewriting your limiting beliefs, doing all the mindset things. But I want to talk about here some action that's going to help change your mindset. So 
action can really reinforce and redirect your belief system. So if you have a bad body image, how can we take action to feel better about ourselves? That can be like stretching and choosing to appreciate like, wow, my body can like bend in cool ways. That can be going for a walk and be like, wow, I really appreciate that my body maneuvers me around all day. Like doing what you can with what you have and learning to start a appreciating it now. Nobody hates themselves into health, right? Like that's not the sustainable way to do things. So if you have a bad body image, how can we start appreciating that now? That might be putting on your favorite outfit and you're like, I look bomb as fuck. I love my body. I love this about myself. What actions can you take? When we take action steps around this stuff, that builds confidence. I used to have a terrible body image. I had an eating disorder in high school. It was so bad. I almost had to go to inpatient care. So this is something, and I have awful body dysmorphia. This is something that I've struggled with my whole life. And I found that the more I took action, the more I appreciated my body of like, wow, that was a really long walk. Like my body is a trooper or wow, that was a really brutal workout. My body fucking did that. And I learned to just appreciate its abilities over what it looked like. And then the looks started changing because I just started loving what my body was doing for me. So my body started to love me back. This is the same thing with like fear and anxiety. The things that you are afraid of, if you just take action, you take that power back. So let's say you're afraid of what people think of you. And so you don't want to like post a certain photo on Instagram. Post the fucking photo. Post the goddamn picture. Take that power back. Tell the fear to fuck off and go live your life. You have anxiety about talking to the person you like, text them. We have to take our power back because that's how you get rid of the bad body image. That's how you get rid of the fear. That's how you get rid of the anxiety. That's how you get rid of feeling like you have to micromanage things, right? So how to get rid of control. How about you go on a trip and you let somebody else plan it? Let someone else plan it. Don't don't intervene. Don't try and overstep. Not try, but don't overstep. Don't offer to book something. Let someone else handle the details. I've had to get used to this when it comes like dating because I am very masculine. I love to plan things. I love being in control, but I want to be in a relationship where I can be in my feminine and like lean back. And so I have to give that up. And I tell people like, I prefer a partner that's going to plan something and they need to make those plans. Um, And that's how I learned to kind of give up control. You have to take action on these things that we are resisting. That's how you get rid of it. I always tell people I have no human fears because everything I'm afraid of, I just do anyways. And that was a commitment I made to myself in January of 2020, actually. I said this, I said the year of 2020, I'm doing everything that scares me. And the first thing that came to my mind was I had to cut my hair. My hair used to be down to my waist and I was mortified to cut my hair. It would give me so much anxiety. Um, I was with my ex-boyfriend at the time. Like I couldn't even go with him to his haircut appointments. Like it would make me want to throw up. So I knew that was the first thing. In January 1st, I chopped all my hair off um, in 2020. So that's what you got to do. You have to do that shadow work to remove all this stuff from your identity, to remove that negative charge, that charge that gets you all worked up about this stuff. And again, we go over that method in the shadow work program. But the best thing that I want you guys to do is start taking action on these things. That's going to pull your power back to you. It's going to strengthen your mindset. It's going to strengthen your confidence because you're willing to do things that scare you. Not everybody is willing to do that. So you're going to appreciate believe in yourself more based off of that alone. Our last mindset question is how do you handle days when you're just sad and can't seem to get out of bed? I feel for you. This happens to all of us. You are not alone. Oh, I just saw 1144. How divine. Uh, You are not alone. We all feel this way. And the best thing that you can do is reach for the next available vibration. So Abraham Hicks has this vibrational scale of emotions. You guys can just look this up on Google. Look up like vibrational scale of emotions. And it shows you the range of the lowest vibe emotions and the highest. So the lowest I think is like jealousy, disappointment, hatred, whatever. And the top ones are love, gratitude, freedom, whatever. And then there's a bunch in between. 
So when you're having these days when you are very sad or maybe you're in a victimhood mindset and you're depressed and you're angry and you just can't seem to shift that, shake that, and the last thing you want to do is like get out of bed and live your life, what I would do is find that vibrational scale and ask yourself, what is the next emotion I can reach for? Because it is not practical to expect yourself from feeling depressed to happy in an hour. You have to climb up the scale. It's just like how we make these quantum leaps. It's like you have to leap. It doesn't mean you have to go like climb up a ladder. You can skip a couple ranks, but you do need to go up the scale to get to the top. You don't have to expect yourself to leap to the very, very top all in one jump. So find this scale. Let's say you're feeling depressed. And what we want to do is reach for feeling neutral, right? So instead of feeling depressed and sad and really down, you just want to feel kind of like numb, neutral, I don't care, whatever. That's still a higher vibration emotion than feeling depressed. How can you feel neutral? When I ask myself stuff like this or I'm in this position, I ask myself like, what do I feel called to do right now? And usually when I don't want to get out of bed, it's like, okay, I'm going to door dash some food. Okay. What food would make me feel really good right now? And that might be like Thai food. I might order my favorite tacos. I might order some soup. I might order Chipotle, whatever. And then I'm like, okay, that makes me feel like better. I'm not happy. I don't want to get out of bed, but that makes me feel a little bit better. Okay. What do I feel called to do now? Maybe I want to watch Netflix. Maybe I want to watch one of my favorite YouTubers. Maybe I want to watch something funny. Maybe I want to do some journaling and some reflection. Maybe I want to get on Pinterest. What's the next best thing that you can reach for? And again, I'm not asking you to go from depression to pure bliss. I'm asking you, how can you get to a neutral state? So then once you're in that neutral state, maybe you binge watched your show, you ate your food and you're like, okay, now I'm feeling just like pretty blah, pretty meh, pretty numb. That's still better than before. So now we ask ourselves again, what's the next highest emotion I can reach for? And maybe that's just positive expectation. So at this point you're like, okay, well, this feeling isn't going to last forever. You know, I'm just going through this right now and that's okay. And tomorrow will be a better day. Boom. Next vibration. Does this make sense? So you're going to climb that scale up and up and up as high as you can go. And this can all be done from the beautiful comforts of your bed until you feel geared up and ready to get out there and take your life back into your hands. But that's what I do when I'm feeling really depressed and I'm down is I just focus on climbing up that vibrational scale. Okay. And the last section of our little Q and a, um, is the me section. You guys just asked some questions about me. Um, and they're still going to be helpful of course, but the one that's probably the most personal and maybe the least relevant for you, but what is my human design? I am a manifesting generator, which makes so much sense. Manifesting generators, they love to do a million things. They like to have a million projects going on. They're very multi-passionate, but we can only take action from like a gut hell yes. And our job is to be excited and lit up about life. So it's basically my job to stay inspired at all times. And One of the things that's been the most insightful for me with human design is the not self theme. So I'm not very well versed in human design, but the one thing I do know is the not self and each design has this feeling that when you feel this, you identify, when you feel something, you'll identify it as this, but it's not that actual feeling that you are experiencing. So with manifesting generators, the not self theme is frustration. So I get frustrated often and I just slap on the label frustrated. But knowing that being my not self theme, I say, okay, well, we're not actually frustrated. This is just the cover up. So what are we feeling? Are we sad? Are we angry? Are we disappointed? Are we let down? Are we scared? What's actually going on? And that's been one of the most helpful things about learning about my human design. But I am a manifesting generator. Okay. Next question about me is at what point did you have a bad relationship with money and what helped the most? I had an interesting relationship with money my whole life because when I was growing up, we were very upper middle class and then we lost everything when I was still very young. And that created this pattern and this mindset that anything can be taken away at any moment. Nothing's permanent. I have no understanding of object permanence on a personal level. And 
that created a terrible relationship with money because it made me want to hoard it. It made me worried about, am I always going to have money? Uh, If I spend it, is it never going to come back? Am I going to be screwed just because of the way I grew up? And what helped the most was coming to terms with the fact that that was my experience growing up, but that does not mean that has to be my experience my entire life. We look at our historical data as in like the experiences that you have had throughout your life. And oftentimes we say, okay, well, this is what happened. So we declare that as the truth of our life and how things go forever. And it's just not true. And I was actually having a conversation with my friend Kara about this yesterday about the emotion of disappointment. Feeling disappointed is difficult to process because you're worried you will always be disappointed. You're worried that it's always going to be this way. However, just because something happened in the past, and maybe it happened several times in the past, does not mean that has to be the pattern that we live and exist in. It doesn't have to be the paradigm we live in for the rest of our lives. So what helped the most is coming to terms with the money story that I had growing up and the financial reality that my family lived in and the struggles that we had. And I was almost homeless. And when I was in high school, I lived alone and my water was shut off. I used to go to the gym to shower, literally. Um, But knowing that that didn't have to be my story forever, nor was it going to be because I was not going to allow that. So forgiving that experience, coming to terms with it, finding the lessons I learned from that phase of my life and knowing that just because I lived that in several different ways, in several different phases of life, that did not have to be my reality forever. So if you guys have a bad relationship with money right now, or you just want to improve it, ask yourself what financial patterns do you believe you are going to experience for the rest of your life? And do you actually want those? Are those your actual patterns or are you just deciding that that's what it has to be forever because that's what you've been experiencing? We have two questions left. One of them is, what was your spiritual awakening like? So my spiritual awakening was a bit different than others because I had like a mindset awakening and then it turned spiritual later on. So I studied abroad in France in 2017. And before I left for that trip, I was rock fucking bottom of my life, like the lowest of low. And I was so depressed and all I wanted was to be happy. So I told myself, and I remember looking at myself in the mirror and thinking something happened to change and it has to start with me. And I decided on my study abroad trip, I wasn't going to complain. I wasn't going to be negative. I wasn't going to gossip. None of that the entire time I was gone. So I basically immersed myself in an environment where I only showed up as a positive version of me. So that's how people got to know me. And then that was the identity I ended up taking on. So when I got back home from that trip, obviously where I'm not in that same environment, I worked really, really hard to keep that up. And I continued my studies and I continued focusing on positive mindset and expanding my mindset, working on my belief system. And that's where I got into journaling. And then I kind of found out about meditation and went down that journey. And that's where I kind of had my spiritual awakening after learning about all this mindset stuff and belief systems and rewiring your brain. A lot of the people I was learning from at the time were talking about the universe, the universe, the universe, and that's how I stumbled across spirituality. But I didn't have this like crazy awakening. It was literally like I started learning about spirituality and I was like, huh, I resonate with this a lot more than the Christian upbringing that I had. And I figured out what I wanted to believe in. I figured out my version of spirituality, my version of magic, and I just rolled with it ever since. So a little anticlimactic, but it was more of a mindset awakening for me. And if you guys are experiencing something similar and you're like, okay, I'm starting to learn about spirituality. I don't really know what I believe in. That's actually week two of the MM method program is I walk you through the process of figuring out your belief system with no pressure to adapt mine. I always teach it in a way of like, if you're religious, that's great. If you're spiritual, that's great. If you're a mix of both, awesome. Like it's all about finding what resonates with you because that's what's going to feel the most supportive. And that's the whole point of having the magic is like having something that's supporting you and backing you. So that's literally week two of the MM method program.
All right. And the very last question I'm going to answer today is what's the next step when you feel like a master manifester? So when I felt like I really nailed down the manifestation process, it becomes just like this pattern that you're rinse and repeating all the time. And when you're a master at that, you don't need to fix what's not broken, right? So what's the next step there? It's going after bigger things. Now, everything is attainable in the same way. A $1 bill and a $100 bill. Manifesting $1,000, manifesting a million dollars. All the same process, just different energies. So I don't want you to think that one thing is bigger than another because it's not true, but just for the sake of vocabulary, that's how I'm going to explain this. So you need to start going after bigger and scarier goals that you are manifesting. When you feel like you've mastered the parking spots, the free coffee, the little manifestations, getting after your goals, I want you to like 3x that. 5x that, 10x that. I manifested my Range Rover and it was a piece of cake. So what are we manifesting next? A car that's worth five times the amount I paid for my car. I think five times, maybe even six times the amount of my car, right? I manifested my dream apartment. Now I'm manifesting a dream home, right? I manifest a certain investment and now I manifest investing in real estate, right? So it's like, how can you take things and make them a million times bigger? Because what you want to do is you always want to be in the habit of doing the work and working on yourself and working on your mindset and improving and growing and expanding. But when we feel like we've mastered the process, it can get easy to slow that down. So instead of slowing down, you need to speed up the desires in terms of what desires you want, how many desires you want, and how quote unquote big or out of reach these feel. The bigger ones, the better, because it really challenges your belief system and it really challenges what you believe is possible for you. So that's the next step. Go big or go home, baby. I always say your dreams aren't big enough if they don't scare you a little bit. So there's your Q&A episode. We talked about so many different things and all of this is stuff that we touch on inside of MM Method, but we obviously go through it in a very like curriculum, organized way. You're going to be processing a lot of the limiting beliefs and shadows we talked about here. You're going to be going through that spiritual awakening with support with the group coaching. I'm so excited for this round. So don't forget, hop inside MM Method, shoot me a message over on Instagram if you have questions about it. I hope you guys love the Q&A episode and don't forget forget to take a little screenshot, share that you were listening. I love reposting you guys' Insta stories. And it means the world to me that you always share with your friends, your family on Instagram. And also you guys have been leaving the sweetest reviews. It just, I actually cry sometimes reading your reviews. I just love you guys so much. Okay. I'm done being sappy. I love you. Happy Wednesday. Talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to leave a five-star rate and review. I love hearing your takeaways and wins from the podcast in the review section. So don't forget. Love you so much. Talk to you soon. Bye.